to Best Laid Plans, a podcast all about planning. This is your host, Sarah Hart Unger. Now, normally I am solo when I'm recording the intro for this podcast, but I have a very special guest here today who was used to hearing me record. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, everybody. This is Laura Vanderkam. Um, some of you probably know me from Sarah's other podcast, Best of Both Worlds. We've been co-hosting that for the past four years. I'm excited to be a guest on Best Laid Plans today. Yay! And I am so excited to have you. This feels sort of surreal interviewing you on this podcast, but I'm very, very excited. Now, I decided, I think this actually came from a listener suggestion to do a planner matchmaking episode. This is sort of inspired by Modern Mrs. Darcy's podcast called What Should I Read Next? And on that podcast, she interviews book lovers about some books they love, some books they didn't like as much, and what they're reading now. And then she will come up with three books. And you know what? It wasn't until putting this podcast together that I realized that must actually be a fairly high pressure thing. Well, probably not. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. Probably is. not at this point. She's done like hundreds of episodes, but in the beginning, she probably was like, "Oh wow, like this is a lot of pressure. What if they don't like the picks?" Because I got Laura's answers, and we're going to go through them in a little bit more detail on this podcast. And I have to say, I'm not entirely sure that I have the magic touch that Ann Bogle has matching people with planners. But I do have to say, I know a lot of planners. <laughs> so, and that was pretty clear to me as I was recording this. So hopefully this will be fun for some people. And because I know the audience of this podcast truly loves their planners as well. You know, if you hear this and you think I left something out and have a great suggestion for Laura, we are certainly still open to them. I'm planning on buying her as a gift, <laughs> the planner that we select today. But that doesn't mean that in the future, we, she wouldn't try other things. So we are welcome to hear your suggestions. All right. So without more introduction, Laura, tell us a little bit about how you plan currently. Yeah. So my planning process is pretty straightforward. The bulk of my planning happens on a weekly basis. And I plan on Fridays, generally. I figure out what I need to do and want to do in the upcoming week, both professionally and personally. Some of that is informed by things that are already on my calendar, and then some is more deciding in that moment that I'd like to put them on there. And then, you know, I make that list on Friday. I sort of roughly sketch out what I'll do on, on Monday from that point. And then each day I make a short to-do list uh, for the next day that I also have in my planner and cross off things when I'm done. I'm a big crosser offer. I love crossing things off. As for more sort of broad things, I mean, I have a calendar that's separate. It's a weekly at a glance, small calendar. I really like the idea of weeks, by the way. Uh, it's 168 hours, it turns out. And so anything that is time specific goes on there. So really between the planner and the calendar, I go back and forth a lot. I like being able to look at the page of the calendar and look at the page of the planner. I use one page per week on my planner. But, you know, for all that was pretty set out, my planner is just a notebook I got at Target. Uh, it's pretty, <laughs> you know, low budget. I have been enlightened to the amazing world of fancy planners that you talk about on Best Laid Plans. So, yeah, I'm, I'm open to trying something if, if there's something that you think would support my current process and, uh, you know, help me with anything that I've got blind spots for. 
And I'm hoping that maybe it will just make the process a little bit more fun or elevate it. Not that it necessarily needed that, but maybe you'll find it even more rewarding. Now, I just want to mention, this is a little bit unusual. We have a lot of people who keep their calendar digitally and then use their planner for everything else. I don't know that there are that many people that have a paper calendar system that they do not consider their planner. Did that happen by accident? Is there a reason you don't do kind of all of it in one? Did that never occur to you? Do you like them to be separate? I'm curious about that dividing line there. I think that it became, you know, it's probably always been separate. And when I started doing a more formal planning process, I realized I like a space to write my goals, but then the calendar gets, you know, I don't want to put my to-dos on the calendar because I do things at the time that I wish to do them that that works out for for me unless it is a time specific commitment. So I don't have the sort of schedule where like usually I say okay 9 to 9:30 I'm going to work on this and then you know I have a call at 9:30 and then you know from 10 to 11 I'll do this. It's it's far more fluid than that. So I think part of it's the nature of of how I work. So so that's why I think they're separate. And do you look at that calendar landscape when you are choosing which of your weekly tasks that you're going to add to your daily list to see what's realistic? For example, if you knew you had a bunch of things that made things really busy, like doctor's appointments, things where your time was taken up, you would put fewer things on the list. Like, does that kind of influence? It does influence. They very much influences back and forth. And I can see which days are full on the calendar. I mean, one of the upsides of a paper calendar is that you can only like write so much in it. I mean, people can over block for stuff digitally and, and it just kind of looks like the same that it would look if it wasn't. And, and I don't like that. I have never used a digital calendar. People send me invites and I accept, but that goes off somewhere in the other. I never look at that. I just copy any information that I, or, or the name, and then I go find the email when, I, when it's time for that meeting. But you know, I would say here, I write for a living. I do podcasting. The number of meetings I have in any given day or week is fairly minimal. So my life doesn't exactly have a huge number of time-specific commitments. So there will actually be days that I barely look at the calendar at all. Like I know coming up that there's only one thing. And so if I just know that I have like a three o'clock call, I'll write that on my to-do list on the planner. And then I just don't even look at the calendar all day. That, yeah, that is, well, that is, I even find that hard to imagine. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> yes, really exactly. But that kind of makes sense why you like to have them separate. Yet you still inform your choice of to-dos by kind of what's there. So it's interesting that they're separate. Okay, well, I will keep that in mind as we make our choices. How about tracking things? I know many of the listeners here listen to Best of Both Worlds, so they may know. But for the few that don't, do you want to talk about what you do track? <laughs> well, I track my time. But that is on my computer. That's on Excel spreadsheets. Well, numbers spreadsheets, I guess, since it's a Mac that are on my laptop. So that is digital. So I don't have a digital calendar, but I have a digital record of my past like calendars, if you want to think about it that way. So it's not a prospective thing. It's a retrospective thing when the digital space. I don't really track that much in my life. Because I that I, much else that much else uh, yes I guess that is pretty intensive <laughs> you know I write how much I run on the time log so I in a way I track my runs on there so that seems to work for a lot of things that I might want to track is it's on my log because I did it so <laughs> it's there 
for a while I was tracking books read, but then I just, I don't know, I got into a slump and I didn't have a whole lot of good books I was reading for a while and I just sort of stopped. I guess I could restart at some point, but I you know don't really want to, at the moment, I'm, I'm not feeling a strong urge to do that. Some in the back page, back few pages of my current notebook from Target, if we want to fancy it as a planner, I have a few pages that were for things that I guess people might consider if they do bullet journaling, their various collections. So for instance, Christmas, I kept a list of, you know, what the kids were getting under the tree, what I suspected Santa would bring them, you know, that sort of thing in the back page of of the planner. So it sounds like you definitely do need a little bit of blank space, probably in a separate section, because you might track books again, or books you want to read, or places you want to go, or Christmas gifts, or all that kind of other stuff. So that totally makes sense. Okay. Do you ever look at any kind of other layouts, such as monthly or quarterly, when you're like making lists or, or putting goals together? Or is that kind of like tends to be on a separate piece of paper or separate document, or maybe in a podcast show note. (laughs) It tends to be in a podcast show note um, because Sarah uh, keeps me on my toes in terms of uh, long-term goals. Every couple of months, I'm like, oh, wait, there's another goal episode coming up. Guess I better think about that, which might surprise some people listening to this, but I'm I'm not particularly type A at all. I sometimes play one professionally, but I'm not actually in my real life. So I do think about goals. I have kind of long-term goals in my mind of things I want to tackle. In any given year, I tend to think about, you know, sometimes even within the quarters, like I want to do this professionally, this with my family, this self, you know, three goals for each quarter. And we've talked about those in the past. I tend to just, you know, write that on a piece of paper somewhere and mostly have it in my brain, but I probably haven't fancied it up in a planner or anything like that. And not that you have to, but sounds like you might be open to, to that. Sure. Okay. We're going to take a very quick break and we're going to be back with a couple more questions and then some recommendations. This episode is brought to you by Prep Dish. You all know I love to plan the week's meals in advance. They go straight into my planner on Sundays and that's when I do my grocery shopping as well. I'm always striving for the right balance of healthy, kid-friendly, and convenient but I just started feeling like I needed to infuse some more inspiration into that process. I was also looking for ways to minimize food waste. Enter PrepDish. PrepDish is a meal planning service that has two major benefits the way I see it. First, they do the work for you when it comes to choosing varied, healthy, and delicious meals for the week. I find myself getting sick of the same repetitive meals when I'm choosing myself, but having Allison and the PrepDish team choose for me brings in so much more variety and fun. We're currently gravitating towards the super fast menus because, well, the name says it all. My kids were obsessed with a recent salad recipe that had mixed greens with avocados and smoked salmon. Second, she puts together an amazing game plan for prep day to make the rest of your week run smoothly. This can be done on a relaxing weekend afternoon with your favorite playlist or podcast in the background, or maybe you have a bigger kid that can help you with. No matter who is prepping it, having things pre-done in advance makes things run so much more smoothly on busy weeknights, and I love that about Prep Dish. So if you love the idea of having your meals pre-planned and prepped for the week in a really flexible and strategic way, and you're looking for some fresh ideas, I highly recommend checking out Prep Dish. The founder, Allison, is offering listeners a free two-week trial to try it out. So this is a great way to see if the plans will work for you. Check out prepdish.com slash plans for this amazing deal. 
In addition to the super fast menus that I love, Prep Dish has gluten-free, paleo, and keto options, so there's truly something for everyone. Again, that's PrepDish.com slash plans for your first two weeks free. If you try it, let me know. I'd love to hear about it. All right, we are back. So two more questions for you. Number one, what is your planner style? We had a listener call in with a very interesting question a few episodes ago, which was like, I need recommendations for masculine planners. It definitely struck me. There are very floral, feminine, frilly planners. There are ones that are very bold and splashy with a lot of inspirational content. I have one friend who like wants to die every time she opens up an Erin Condren planner, which are beautiful, but they always say stuff like, follow your dreams, which I don't mind at all, but she she can't stand. So everybody has a different type, or do you want something just very clean, bare bones? And I need to know about binding. Like, do you have a preference about spiral versus like a hardback book? Do you like to have it folded open on your desk, which means you need some kind of spiral situation or disc bound? Or are you okay with it being like a book that closes all the way? You are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes in part from Jenny Kane. I love Jenny Kane, and I hope you love shopping there to support the show. When you do, visit JennyKane.com and use code PLANS for 15% off your first order. Mother's Day is just around the corner, and this is the perfect gift to treat all the well-deserving moms, moms-to-be, and mother figures in your life. Jenny Kane is a California brand through and through, and their staples make getting dressed easier than it's ever been before. Think minimalist and effortless, yet totally refined. This season, I am so into the beautiful dresses that Jenny Kane has on offer. My personal pick and what I'm hoping to wear all season is the Callan dress. I have it in the khaki color and feel like I could literally wear it to anything. And the best part is it's perfect for warm weather, which we have plenty of, but you could also layer it in a chilly air-conditioned space. I also have my eye on the day dress. It's such a classic silhouette. One thing you might not know about Jenny Kane is that they also have an incredible rewards program where you can earn up to 10% back with every purchase and joining is completely free. Find your perfect Mother's Day gift or curate your new spring uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code PLANS, P-L-A-N-S, at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code PLANS. Get yourself and the women in your life the best gift of all, Jenny Kane. Today's episode is sponsored in part by Factor. Factor is sponsoring this episode with an awesome discount code, PLANS50, to give you 50% off your first month and 20% off the next. Trying out our sponsors helps keep the show going, and I think this is a wonderful time to give it a try, given that it's always a busy season. Factor offers no prep and no mess meals that are tailored to your wellness goals. They offer multiple options from protein plus to plant-based to keto and many more. No matter what your health goals are, you can keep kitchen time to a minimum while enjoying healthy and delicious meals with premium ingredients with Factor. You can get started feeling great and fueling well now by giving them a try. Head to factormeals.com plans50 and use code plans50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code plans50, P-L-A-N-S 50 at factormeals.com slash plans50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So in, I'll, I'll answer the last one first. I keep it open on my desk all the time, which means that it should be able to lie flat without any problem. Um, I think it would drive me crazy to have it. So because it is a notebook from Target, it is a spiral notebook, um, since that's what those are, and it lies flat. The one thing I would say that I am kind of picky on is if something has lines, I like them to be college ruled. I, I, the wide rule just makes me nuts. I, you know, one of those little pet peeves. I, I don't know. It makes me feel like I'm in second grade again. So I prefer to have the more narrow lines. Now, let's see. What, oh, this, the ethos of our, our planner. I am not a big inspirational quote person. That may also surprise people, uh, if, given that I spend my life trying to write things that people will turn into inspirational quotes. But I am not particularly given to collecting those or getting excited about seeing them in other places. So minimal. If there were one, I would want it not to be flashy. Like, you know, I guess if it had a little line across the bottom and light text or something, that might be okay. Got it. Okay. Kind of figured in that way. Unless maybe you someday create your own planner with only your <laughs> with own only my Maybe that would still annoy you. I don't know. <laughs> That'd be kind yeah, of funny. No, I, 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 well, yeah. I think it would be but, wrong to use my own inspirational quotes in my own planner like I, that I'm <laughs> using. Well, I think it'd be really like, Laura, amusing. Laura, need to take your own advice. <laughs> exactly. And if you were annoyed by your own words, it would be very funny. All right. And then finally, my last question is, what is your favorite types of pen to use? And do you are you like, do you like to use colored pens or stickers at all? Or are you just like, no, 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 I'm using one pen and that's it? I tend to just use one pen. I'm, I'm more of a black ink sort of girl. Um, I have flirted with blue. I tend to come back to black. I'm currently using the Papermates Inkjoy Gel 0.7 I find those are are pretty good and they are available at, you know, Target or drugstores. And so it's pretty easy to get them. So that's always a, a key consideration because curiously, they wander off from my desk. People think, where could I find a pen in this house? Where will I know I will find a pen if I need a pen? Mommy's desk. Oh, <laughs> and then they're gone. So I also probably don't want anything too expensive because the odds are good that it won't stay where it is. I've taken to hiding my stash of pens. Like there'll be one on the desk and then, you know, 12 in the drawer. And, and then I replenish from the ones in the drawer after the ones on my desk disappear. It's so funny. I actually don't have that issue. I think my kids know that my planning supplies are so precious to me that they just <laughs> are not an option. Yes. Like, they're yes. just not, I'm like There are pens in you. the junk drawer too, but those aren't as good, right? Like people want my pens, right? <laughs> so funny. All right. Well, I have some, I think, good selections for you. And I will send you the links after. Again, we need to figure out some sort of screen sharing so I could unveil these these beautiful items to you. But alas, I'll, I'll pretend to be odd. Like yes, I'm seeing you'll pretend them. to okay. be odd. Ooh, okay. Let's see them. Well, I'm opening up my own tabs, even though you can't see them. 
The first and one of a very high contender, I think, is the Whitney English Week on One Page Planner. Now, it does have some things in it that I don't entirely think you necessarily need, like a, a month at a glance. I know that's not something that you use regularly, but I it's very, very pretty. It has a very luxurious look. It's clean and modern. I wouldn't say feminine, really. There's not a whole bunch of quotes or anything like that. It does have rainbow-colored tabs that I think add a splash of nice, but it's kind of a muted, it's not like a gross, flashy rainbow. It's like a nice rainbow. And then the weekly layout, the reason I thought it might fit your needs is that each day there is just like four or five lines where you could put calendars and then there's five or six kind of like checkboxy spots and that's on one side. So like on the left and on the right, all it is is checkboxes for lists and lines next to them that appear to be about a college rule apart. So, and they're divided into four quadrants. So you might even have like a I mean, you don't currently divide your lists and you wouldn't necessarily have to if you didn't want to. But if you did want to and you wanted to have like a more kid-specific list on the bottom and then a more work-specific list on the top that you could still pull to each day on the left, I know this is hard to describe, then you could. And so you'd be able to see your entire week at a glance. It would be open. It's a spiral bound. It's got O-rings. They don't look to be gigantic O-rings, although I haven't seen it in person, so I don't know for sure. They may be fairly large because it's a whole you know year together. And there are a number of blank pages in the back so that you can you know keep some of your other lists there as well. 98 blank line pages. Wow, that's a lot, actually. So um, <laughs> okay, apparently oh, the no, kids no, no, are getting no, no, a lot no, for Christmas mind. this year. No, it's not that much. Sorry. It's, it's a full, no- full notes page each week. So that would be like the 52 plus there's like a bunch oh, more okay, in gotcha. the back. So yeah, that makes it's not, sense. not too crazy. So I think this might be a good option. Yeah. They actually have a free digital download of the layout. So you could see if you liked okay, it. That so out. that is one option. All right. Another contender that is much, much more minimal and about one third of the price but I don't think it's fun, <laughs> would be a Leuchtturm 1917 Weekly Planner and Notebook. And that basically looks like a bullet journal, mm-hmm. but it has sort of planner content. Now, one thing is that it does come in multiple sizes and colors. So that's kind of cool. Like you could get it in the A4 size, which is more like a letter size piece of paper, or you could get it in A5 size, which is kind of, you know, a little bit smaller. And then it has a tiny little A6. The A6 would not suit your purposes, I don't think, but A4 or A5 clearly would. I will say the A4 only comes in black, it looks like, and the A5 comes in like 9 million colors. (laughs) I vote for A5. A5. And the way that this is structured is it basically has your days on the left with blank spaces. I will complain a little bit. They combine Saturday and Sunday. I don't always love when systems do that, but apparently these people have different sorts of lives where those are the exact (laughs) same day. A hundred percent. And the right is just a blank college ruled page. So you could list galore and it would be easy to transfer list items to your left hand calendar page. And I'm assuming, although I don't know a hundred percent, it looks like there's also like a three year overview. It does lay completely flat and there should be, it doesn't say exactly that, but yes, based on the number of pages that are reported in there, there's going to be some blank pages for notes at the end there as well for your extra list. So this is kind of like bare bones, super minimal. I mean, it's almost like cross between a just a notebook and a planner, but that is one to consider if okay. you want to go just very minimalist. And then the a third one that I wanted to mention is Aaron Condren. Now, we did talk about the, the quotes, but <laughs> they actually have a separate line called the focused line. I kind of wonder about that name because I feel like they came up with that after the full focus planner became big and I don't (laughs) necessarily love that but you know that's not up to me people are into focus and it's actually a very different it's nothing like the the full focus planner is a very structured daily planner and that's not really what this is 
This is just a much more professional muted version of some of Erin Condren's other products. One thing to know about Erin Condren is just that their paper is freaking great. Oh, it is yeah. just that, like well, your ink nice. joy, your ink joy is just going to like dance on this my, paper my and you're going to be, be happy. Like, wow, I never want to use normal paper again. No, I'm <laughs> just kidding. But it, it's really, really nice. And it looks like it's like bright white and like smooth. And what it has for a layout is it has, when you open the book, it's a spiral bound book, comes in several colors, but very professional and like muted colors. It's lined and it basically has Monday through Thursday on the left, Friday through Sunday on the right. And all the things are the same size. And then about the third of the page for notes. That might not be enough for your lists for the week. So that might be a deal breaker. But then there are also some blank notes pages in the back as well. They call themselves a spiral minimal planner. <laughs> 12 months of, and this is undated, so you could start yeah, anytime, which is rather nice. Or you could like not plan, you could like skip a week, like, oh, I'm going on vacation. I don't want to plan, like just skip a week and then it will last you longer. Now that's that's an upside because I have to say, I don't necessarily stick with the, yeah. Some days I have to, if I had to use an extra page for whatever reason for a week, it's nice to not have a problem with that. Yes. So if you even needed to just have a separate page of notes and you didn't mind like ignoring the little Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, then yeah, you could just kind of use extra pages as like notes. Well, and plus I'm going to be starting this planner, you know, soon. (laughs) In the middle of the year. In the middle of the year, because my current notebook from Target has reached the end of the... Correct. And I don't think that the Whitney English, I could be wrong, but I don't think she had, no, she doesn't have academic year planners, which would be perfect because a lot of academic year planners will start, you know, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, well, maybe, hold on a second. Uh, Best academic planner for 2020. Oh, no, I think they do have it. July 21, week on one page planner. Okay, so they do actually have one that starts in July. So that's still an option for that first one. And there is a kind of a, I think the most muted professional looking color scheme is just a plain teal blue color. So that's still definitely an, an option that would be dated. All right. And then my final one that I wanted to mention, although this might be a little too involved, is that Golden Coil is one of those very, very customizable planners. So we would have to like do it together, but they have a number of weekly layouts. And the nice thing about this is you can choose like, I want this number of blank pages at the end and I don't want a monthly planner and I do want this and I don't want that. It also has a very, like, there's no quotes, it's professional, it's muted, and the paper is very nice. It's I think it's Mohawk paper, which is similar to what Erin Condry uses. It's nice and thick. It's not, well, you don't care as much about smudgy, but it's not smudgy. It should take all kinds of gel pens well. And if you could even look at some of these fun, like, you can add as many, basically, custom pages as you want. So that is the last one I just wanted to throw in there in case you wanted something really, really flexible. Now, that, that could be an option, too. I will admit that it, when I have delved into the world of planners, just after, you know, I learned about your interest in this and have looked around, the, the Golden Coil is one I was always intrigued by. I, I, not so much because it was customizable, but I think, like, the way they had it looked like it was close to what I was doing. And so that, that was one that seemed like it could possibly go upscale from what I'm currently Yes. I mean, you could make a golden coil version of almost anything because they have a lot of different layouts you can choose from. So if that's more somebody's aesthetic, then that would be an option. All right. So to summarize, we have the Whitney English week on one page, the Leuch term kind of bullet journal slash weekly planner notebook, the Erin Condren focused weekly planner and the golden coil. And maybe on an upcoming episode, I can discuss what you decided and I can't wait to buy it for you because this is just my pleasure and I'm very excited. Yeah, no, well, these are all sounds like great recommendations. I, I can't wait to look at them and 
see what I think will will work because I'm sure we're going to find something great within one of these, and I'm I'm thrilled to have recommendations from from the the expert here. Okay, good. Well, we'll have you on you know six months later, so you can tell everybody how this changed because it's life. changed my life. I'm I'm now an organized person. Who knew? Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. And I'm going to make you stay on for the closing because, again, you're you're not going to complain too much. So this was Best Laid Plans. And you can find all of the show notes at my blog, theshoebox.com, T-H-E-S-H-U-B-O-X.com. Maybe Laura will link on her blog as well. Laura, tell them where they can find you. Yeah, you can find me on my website, which is lauravandercam.com. That's just my name and find out information about Sarah and my other podcast and my books as well. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful week. Thanks, you too. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.